Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. And Kelly, we have him with us in the building today, of course. What is up, Kelly? How are you feeling? I know you took a little mini vacation, a little a little getaway. How are you feeling coming back recharged, I hope? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, we were talking about, um, you know, in the green room, right, the the fall break situation with school. And I'm not sure uh, if you guys around uh, America, if your kids have fall break, but in Arizona, we do. And it's not even fall because we don't get that season. Yeah, it goes right from straight weird. hot to pure <laughs> awesomeness in Arizona. Right. So so that's what we're doing. And uh, but so we went up to, we don't went up two uh, hours north to Flagstaff and guys in Rim Country up north in the state of Arizona. People don't realize this, but there is actually four seasons in the state. Mm-hmm. You can drive literally door to door two hours, and the weather is completely different. You can go from seventy five degrees in February right down the valley, which is pretty pretty darn good, and go skiing two hours away. Right? I was gonna ask if they have snow and everything too. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like literally living in Colorado to an extent, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. not, but it's close, and it's all in the same state. So Arizona has a it's a pretty cool variety in the state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You get the nice weather when you want it, but if you you have that little itch for uh, some snow and some cold weather around the holidays or whatever, you're not too far away from it. That's so right. That's I mean, awesome. most people have to drive like like a day or, you know, hours and hours and hours to change the weather, right? Mm-hmm. Two hours, two hours. If you live in Phoenix. Well, here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, we're very lucky. We can have a weather change, you know, in the matter of a few hours throughout the day. I think this morning <laughs> it was uh, uh, like 37 degrees somewhere around there. And then now it's 75. So, you know, that's, that's the kind of, the kind of change up we get right here without having to leave. Without <laughs> yeah. having to move. Yes. <laughs> Well, That's I could awesome. sit and talk about the weather and fall weather. You guys already have heard a little bit about how Kelly and I love fall. Um, that was a couple episodes ago. We talked about our favorite things with that, but we're not going to sit and talk about it because this is not a meteor- meteorology podcast. This is a real estate podcast. So today we are going to get in to, I think a lot of the time we focus on kind of the the lead generation side of it, right? Or the um, the system side, which is all great. You need all of those things to run a business. But at the heart of what you're doing as a real estate agent is to actually work with your client to make those transactions, right? To, to get the deal done. So today we're going to talk about the seven elements of a winning offer. Because yeah. that's a, a pretty important part of your job, right, Kelly? Yeah, it is. And it's crazy because everyone thinks, well, the rates are high, so the market's slow. Well, the market is slower when it comes to the amount of transactions happening. We all know that. Um, and so a good, a good sidebar, a good metric to evaluate yourself or your team against is what's the overall market down in your city? Because chances are it's down. That's what the whole market is doing in terms of transaction count and volume typically. But what are you down? If the, if, if the Phoenix MSA area is down... 24% year to date, which is it is from last year. What are we down? Well, we're we're down as well, but we're down just about 20%. So we're we're down, but we're beating the market, which is good, right? Um, so how about for yourself? 
That all being said, the consumer thinks because that's the case, it's a slow market. And when they decide or if they decide to purchase a property in this just, you know, quote unquote down market, they can just waltz right in and get the property they want. And in some cases, I guess that is true. But in many, many cases, especially not just in a city like Phoenix, but then all the different little niche areas, right, that are hotter than others when it comes to supply and demand imbalances, you have um, uh, the ability, the ability to, to possibly compete against multiple offers. And if you are not prepared, if you don't have cash, chances are you're going to lose the property. Any property right now, Elizabeth, in Phoenix, I can tell you now, that is that is remodeled, brand new, or um, just priced really accordingly, or all three of the above is going quick. And most across all price points, mostly with multiple offers. Yes, that's right. Even in the slower market. Now, if the house is just junky, a, if it's overpriced. Uh, just, what a stark contrast to literally this time last year. We were talking yes. about, I mean, it was... Uh, multiple offers everywhere, right? It was very hard to um, uh, uh, secure a, a home in in most markets around the country last year, right? So it's it's interesting to see. Yes, there are still multiple offers happening and all of that, but it's funny to see kind of that in one year how big of a difference that kind of made on the buy side. Yeah, totally. I mean, you like you said, beginning of last year in 22, it was hot, right? There, Every property had multiple offers for the most part. And then, of course, you had the falling knife towards the end of the year where it just kept going down, 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 and where's this going to stop? And then it kind of normalized to an extent. People got used to it, I should say, if anything. I'm not sure if it normalized, but the rates um, somewhat normalized because they got high and they stayed high. Uh, so people are kind of used to it. So now a lot of people are using that as the excuse or the reason when truthfully, is it really? Maybe not, because at the end of the day, buyers are sensitive to the monthly payment. Sellers are sensitive to the amount of money they get in their pocket when the deal closes. Outside of those two things, nothing really changes. doesn't matter if the market is hot or cold, up or down. That's what a buyer wants, and that's what a seller wants for the most part. So now we are in a situation in Phoenix where, again, a good property, well-marketed, well-remodeled property, is getting multiple offers. A house that's kind of junky or maybe just flat overpriced um, is not. It's sitting and it will sit for a while. Uh, so you have a situation where if you're a buyer looking to purchase, and there's other markets like that across the country right now, let's be clear about that, right? So this could work for you. But if you're looking to have your buyer have the highest leg up to get the best deal possible on their property, whether it's multiple offers or not, then there should be a strategy. So we have there's something called a seven elements to a winning offer, okay? Now, let's go through these. This takes the cooperation of your buyer. That's what it takes. You can't do this on your own, unfortunately, right? The buyer has you to be willing to- You can't make all those decisions for them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't force them. Let's just be clear, right? They, they don't wanna do it, they're not gonna do it. But through the right scripting, through the right confidence, through knowing your market and the data, you can convince them this is a smart move because at the end of the day, it truly is. And hopefully Again, the trust that you've built with them, the rapport that you've built with them will help them to, you know, go with your, your, um, your suggestions and your recommendations as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's why that all that matters. So again, even if there are not multiple offers making, going with this strategy pretty much makes your offer almost the same as cash as if you had a cash offer. Now, we all know if you have a cash offer and or if you have really good terms on your offer, 
with no other offers to compete against, you still can get a better deal than if you don't have this system in place where your offer is not similar to cash. Then you're just negotiating like a normal traditional negotiation and you get the best deal you possibly can. But if you have this all in place, you potentially can get an even better deal for your client. So what are those seven steps or seven elements? We're going to go through them right now and go pretty quick. Number one, get your fast track approval. Now, this is not a pre-qualification approval, okay? This is not a pre-qual. This is none of that, all right? This is fully underwritten, underwriting, okay? They are approving this ahead of time before you have the property. They're taking their time, their resources, because last time I checked, lenders have a little more time on their hands now. They're not as busy. And they are getting you fully underwritten and fully approved, conditioned only on the appraisal because you're financing here, right? Okay. So if that's true, how much more powerful is that? How much more powerful is that than no, not knowing if, well, when, underwriting, when final underwriting conditions come back, they may have a few things. We just don't know. You never know, right? That kind of thing. No, that's out the window. And so these steps all kind of work together. These elements all work together. Number two, price your offer to win. Okay. Duh. Right. Number three, seven calendar day inspection. Now, most states have a 10 day, maybe 12, 15 day inspection period where the buyer can withdraw if they want to for any reason, because they discovered something wrong with the house or whatever it was, right? Their due diligence period. Well, in Arizona, it's 10 days. And so in this situation, we're saying we are going to automatically without, even if we don't have any competition on the property, we're going to bring down the inspection period from 10 to seven days. Why? Because the seller then at least knows sooner if you're not going to buy the house and put it back on the market. Yeah. They're wasting less time. It makes them feel better about your offer because if you are taking less time, then they think that you must know something about your offer you're confident about. And so, okay, this is great, right? Number four, a seven calendar day earnest deposit fully guaranteed, meaning it goes hard. So in seven days, when that inspection period is up, your earnest money, whatever that amount is, and obviously the higher, the better, it goes hard, non-refundable. So now you are putting your money where your mouth is at this point. And why are you confident doing this? Because you're fully underwritten. There's no surprises. And someone's saying right now, well, what about the appraisal, Kelly? I know it. Number five, waive the appraisal contingency. That's right. You're going to waive it because the lender you work with in this situation is going to get the appraisal ordered and completed and done before the seven days of your inspection period mm-hmm. is up. So you will know if for some reason there's going to be there's going to be an appraisal Where problem. You can still back out. With yes. That. Yeah, you're waiving the appraisal contingency up front, but you don't need it because it's coming back so fast that if there's a problem, you can just back out for any type of due diligence reason. At that point, get your money back, you're good to go within those seven days. That is huge. That's huge. Now, you might be thinking, okay, well, Kelly, what if my lender and my marketplace doesn't can't do that? Then you need to find a new lender, <laughs> right? You probably should look look at that because um, some lender out there, whether they have a written documented seven-step program or eight-step program or six-step program or whatever, they have the ability, if they really want to, to allocate resources to get these things done. Um, appraisal Appraisals to get done in seven days is not the norm. Let's be clear about that. But if you order them on rush and pay a little bit extra uh, money, a fee for that, they can get done. So is your lender willing to do that for you and your clients or not? It means a pretty simple question. Maybe they aren't. If they aren't, that's something maybe you should reevaluate. They're probably a fantastic lender, um, but just something you should you should really look at strongly. Number six, a 15-day closing 
with or without a post-occupancy agreement. Yes, you're closing with loan in 15 days. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was like, did he say 15 day? Because you're already <laughs> underwritten, 15, I guess. It, 15. It can, yeah, you're under, yeah. already underwritten. So it, that is a lot of the time that takes to close. So yeah, that makes sense. The appraisal and the underwriting. That's what takes the time. And, you know, title has to pull the title search and make sure there's no liens against the property. But they can do that in most states in a matter of several days. Now, if you have an HOA on the, comp on the, on the uh, property, that can take a little bit more time. Every state's a little different. In Arizona, for example, there's a demand law in which they have to have their HOA demand issued and, 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 and sent to everybody within 10 days of, uh, uh, of the contract acceptance. So, um, but 10 days, you can still close at 15. Everything's ready to go, right? From the lender side, especially, and then um, and then you text your lender in this situation, right? Text your lender the information of the listing agent, and then the lender will call and further verify that a not only are these great borrowers, but they are fully underwritten. Are and you understand what that means, correct, Mister Listing Agent, like Mrs. Listing Agent, right? You're not trying to make them feel like they're not smart, but okay. how many times do lenders call um, a listing agent? and say, hey, my buyer is awesome. They're the best. They're fully pre-qualified. No problem. That's a that's a pretty yeah. common thing now, right? So I get that call as a listing agent. And I'm sitting there going, okay, uh, thank you. That's that's nice. Took time to do that. But at the end of the day, eh, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter because if underwriting comes back and says, no, there's no skin off your back at the end of the day. I'm not going to call you and yell at you, right? And if I did, well, still, I still can't do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. The buyers can still get their money and walk after my client's home's tied up for 26 days on the market or whatever. So in this situation, you are saying that you're making sure they understand that this is fully underwritten. And once this appraisal comes back and the inspection is agreed upon during those seven days, we're good. Closing 15. So yes, that was not a typo on the contract when the agent wrote a 15 day financed close date. So that's the seven elements of a winning offer. And what you're doing is you're making your offer for your client as same as cash. Now, this takes a couple of things. The client has to cooperate, but it's how you position it. If you position it from the standpoint of, okay, you want to buy a house? Great. I can help you. Let me just send you some properties and we'll go look at some properties. We'll take some tours. And then when you find the right one, then we'll send everything to our lender. We'll get our, make sure our financing is ordered and we'll, we'll move forward. That is the wrong way to do it. That's putting the cart in front of the horse. Instead, you should explain to the client that this is in your best interest because A, time kills deals, especially in a market that's a little wonky. And B, you are making your offer almost the same as cash, darn near the same as cash because you are going to close in 15 days, which most cash offers do, or most, most cash offers don't close within 15 days. You, you The money will be in the bank of the seller's uh, uh, you know, account right, right away. And the seller goes, well, hold on here, hold on. I need more time to move 15 days. I mean, that's great and all, but yeah. I need time to, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then that's where the post-occupancy comes into play. I got something better for you, Mr. Listing Agent. We're closing 15 days. Your client will get their money and then we'll let you stay in the house for free or maybe charge them a rent, your choice based upon how you want to negotiate this, right? For the next 30 days. And you have the confidence in knowing that you can move, put a, uh, a security deposit down on a rental put that down payment down on the next house you want to buy, whatever it may be or where you're going to, because the money's in your bank, the deal's already done. There cannot be a back out at this point. It's done. It's closed, right? So this is a powerful method to do if you want to try to secure a property at the best terms possible. And again, if there's no offer to compete against, 
you still, by presenting this offer to a seller, will get the best deal. Because yeah, like, holy that's crap, what I was going to say, because, as- I mean, of course, offer a, a fair, reasonable price, but it's kind of, you have all of these things, so you don't have to uh, secure your offer with off with more money, essentially, right? Yeah, that's right. Because there's this old saying in real estate, right? You get terms or price, but you don't get both. Okay. And and again, we're not saying that you're going to break the bank. The seller's only going to go so low no matter what, right? right. Even if it's a cash offer, close in one week, right? They're only going to go so low. They have, Everyone has a threshold. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to, you're trying to get the same terms as you would as if you were cash, even right. though you're not. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is for you to get with your loan officer up front before you go shopping for a house, give them all the financials that they need. It takes a phone call like to our lender, and then he literally just calls and with just a few pieces of information, he can pull everything he needs. They have access. They have access well, to all the data. In that underwriting process, typically there's a lot of like that's you, when you're getting pre pre-approved you don't have to give all w2s at like Correct. years worth of all that stuff and that's that even takes time to get like underwriting takes time collecting all the documents from the buyer takes time so it makes sense to have all of that done cut down on all that time that's amazing yeah if you know as a buyer you're going to purchase the house it's just a matter of time and finding the right one then you're going to have to do that anyway so why not just do it now with an agent um, who has a good uh, program with a, lo- a loan officer that's bought into it as well and just get it get it done. And that yeah. way you can get the best deal possible in the house that, that you buy when the time comes. And that's another right? way to um, to really val- you know put that value proposition on a buyer's agent. I know that's something that we've talked about a little bit with the um, uh, the lawsuit going on right now. How can you know buyer's agents are more than just opening doors for yes. for clients, right? And with this, that's a really good value proposition as to why a buyer should be represented represented by an agent because they're not going to think they're not going to be able in most cases, to come up with all these terms on their own, right? Or be able to um, negotiate in that way. So another really great value proposition as a buyer's agent. Yeah, definitely. And you make you make the listing agent, you make them, because let's be honest, not, you know, there's some agents out there that sometimes aren't, you know, in tune with everything that's going on in the marketplace and they're just doing it for maybe all the wrong reasons, not a full-time career. And so you know, what if you get one of those agents on the other side for the house you want to buy, your clients want to buy? Um, with this, again, this kind of, fail proofs it right um so that they can literally go holy crap look at this offer how could they say Every- no essentially yeah how could you say no what seller would not want that offer assuming the price was in the ballpark of what you were looking for right mm-hmm. so yeah. that's the that's the big thing Absolutely. the seven elements of a winning offer could you run through those seven elements just real quick one more time so we have them all down yep you bet uh get the underwriting fully underwriting let me rephrase that get the fully underwritten approval ahead of time Price the offer, of course, um, to win. A seven-day inspection. A seven-day earnest money going fully non-refundable. Your good faith money going non-refundable hard. Uh, Waiving the appraisal contingency because the appraisal will get done in the first seven days. A 15-day closing on the property with or without a post-occupancy agreement. And then text your um, listing agent's information to your loan officer so they can call and or text that listing agent to let them know exactly what's going on and that yes it's not a typo yeah. we will close we, this in 15 we got days this. yeah <laughs> fantastic well um i hope that you guys take that i think this was a really really um 
important episode. So I hope that you guys, uh, if those are things that you haven't thought of before, hopefully you were taking notes and you bring that to your buyers. Um, again, we are in a slower market. So maybe you have some buyers in some parts of the country where none of this is really matters, right? You're, there's a property that's been sitting on the market for 90 days and you walk in and can give a great offer, whatever. But in most places, we are still dealing with some multiple offer situations and hopefully rates drop a little bit within the next year or so, um, this will come into play because there's going to be a lot of pent up demand, right? We can we can kind of imagine that when rates drop, hopefully that will get the activity moving quite a bit more. Um, buyers will be able to enter the market. So um, yep. if you want to talk to Kelly about this or any other real estate topic or investing topic or property management topic, um, Kelly, where can they reach you? Yeah, you bet. Uh, Wealth of information here. Oh, sure. You bet. 18 years, that kind of does it for you, right? Um, At Kelly Cook Homes, DM me on Instagram at Kelly Cook Homes or uh, text or call. Why not? Myself, 480-227-2028. And as always, if you are looking to build a real estate team this year, next year, few years down the road at any point in time, you should definitely go check out buildyourrealestateteam.com and kind of um, learn from more of the wealth of information and the experience that Kelly has had, learn from his mistakes, go download um, that kind of guide there for building a real estate team. Again, buildyourrealestateteam.com. Other than that, we will see you guys all next week um, with some more great stuff for you to take and implement in your business. Absolutely. Thanks, Kelly. See you, Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook.